Bad Booty, the Fight Seriously podcast. Colorectal cancer patients are often faced with circumstances related to their disease that aren't openly discussed. In Tabuti, the Fight CRC podcast, we delve into those topics that are sometimes considered controversial, trending, or just plain interesting. Listen in as we talk to experts, patients, and caregivers who provide accurate, real, and practical information for cancer survivors. It's time for us to bring these issues to light. Listen in from anywhere, from your car to the chemo chair. To suggest a podcast topic, email answers at fightcrc.org. Hello and welcome to Tabuti, the Fight CRC podcast where we discuss taboo topics. I'm Sharon with the Fight CRC team and this month we're excited to share an interview hosted by Fight CRC's Director of Partnership, Michelle Baker. She interviewed David Jackson after a photo shoot. David Jackson is also known as DJOG1 and he's an accomplished and respected DJ with a great reputation in the music industry, not just for his contributions to music, but also he's the official Portland Trailblazer DJ. He's also a producer and a community leader, and in this interview, he discusses the importance of raising awareness and opening discussions about colorectal cancer, especially among African-American men. He talks candidly about his initial discomfort with the colonoscopy procedure, and importantly, he talks about keeping an uplifting support network around you during treatment. Enjoy the podcast. Well, thank you so much. We got through the photo shoot. We got some good pictures for our Beyond Blue magazine that'll come out in the summer. I think June it'll come out. So nice. we'll, we'll send it out to you. You can distribute it and have it all in the Portland area. But I wanted to ask you some specific questions around your diagnosis and okay. living with colorectal cancer. So first and foremost, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I mean, uh, you, see, you know, again, it's a day-by-day process, you know, um, so I'm just consider myself still in recovery um, from probably some of the complications after Mm -hmm. the surgery, but uh, as as it relates to the cancer part, I'm doing great. Great. Good. Good to hear. Um, How did you find your colorectal? Was it rectal or colon? Rectal. Okay. So how did you find the rectal cancer? Well, um, my doctor told me when I turned 50, he Mm -hmm. said it was just kind of like the list, okay? Mm -hmm. You get checked up. And so uh, he said, okay, it's about that time. And so um, I went in and did my colonoscopy, and they came out and said, uh, Mr. Jackson, you have stage three rectal cancer. Um, And what was your response? Ooh, I didn't know how to feel about it, honestly. I was just kind of like, okay. I was just kind of numb, really, you know, because I didn't know, you know, I know cancer cancer existed, but I didn't know, okay, when you have cancer, how are you supposed to feel? You know, was I supposed to be scared, upset, angry? I had absolutely no feeling outside of, okay, what's next? Yeah. So how has treatment been for you overall, and what got you through some of the hard days that may have been in front of you? Ooh, well, I, I can say treatment, um, the beginning process, went pretty well for me, and I think a lot of it was because I was really active in my life uh, at the time, mm-hmm. you know, between DJing and then I was working with kids, and if anybody has worked with kids, you know, they're going to keep you kind of mm-hmm. busy and and 
distracted in a lot of ways, so my focus uh, was more on the issues I was dealing with them as opposed to I'm sick, yeah. you know. So uh, the first part of my treatment went pretty well. I think the difficult part came after I had the surgery. And I have to say that um, family mm-hmm. played a huge part in uh, me getting through a lot of that. Uh, my faith probably at the foundation, mm-hmm. more importantly, is the thing that I had to cling on uh, when you get those questions of why is this happening to me and, yeah. and you know, um, I'm a good guy. You start thinking it's a sort of punishment as opposed to no. It's just, it's just something that happened, and uh, you just have to get through it. Yeah. So speaking of family, that's a good segue. So after your diagnosis, how did you speak to your family about your diagnosis and then what that meant for them in screening, as for, in terms of screening? Right. So uh, in terms – actually, when I got the diagnosis, I, outside of my wife, I told no one mm-hmm. for at least probably two months because it was so new. And I didn't because I know outside of just my family, I know once it got out, I wanted to at least kind of be prepared on how to answer questions Mm -hmm. that I didn't know at the time. And so it took me a while to just get familiar with the terminology surrounding what I was dealing with, Mm -hmm. what the process was going to be, you know, in terms of uh, the recovery and all that kind of stuff. And then I was able to tell my family. Uh, For them, I think... Uh, it was more or less they focused on me. <laughs> they focused on me, even though I talked to them about, okay, hey, this puts our family at risk, you know, for this same uh, uh, situation. So my sons and my daughters, I was like, okay, you guys are going to have to get screened earlier mm-hmm. than the uh, normal, but it was kind of like in one ear out the other because they were more focused on me. I think now that I've been a year out um, and, you know, kind of gone through a lot of the process. Now it's more focused on, okay, now it's time for you guys because after I found out about me, I had no idea that I had members in my family, my uh, on my mom's side particularly, that were dealing with cancer, had dealt with cancer, never knew until this situation happened to me. So... That was an eye-opener, knowing that, okay, this kind of runs in my family, and why wasn't I told? Why didn't we have these discussions? Mm-hmm. So now I'm having those discussions with my, my children and my family about getting checked and the importance of it. Yeah. Is it, in particular, colorectal cancer runs in your family? Or are you Do you have any family history Both. of colorectal? Okay. So Both. other cancers yeah. and specifically colorectal mm-hmm. cancer. Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, so far, so let me actually, let me back up. So this is, I'm going off the cuff a little bit. Just a, a question that I have for myself. Okay. We did the One Million Strong Awareness event. What was that back in 2014? Right. Did you flash back to that at all after Definitely. your diagnosis? And what went through your Definitely. mind? Definitely. Why didn't I look into it more? It was like, okay, it was right there in front of me. But again, it's like no one talks, particularly African-American, we don't talk about cancer. We know it exists, but 
it's like we don't talk about it. And particularly men as it relates to colon cancer or rectal cancer, it's like that's taboo. We don't talk about things surrounding our butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what Straight I mean? Up, or someone yeah. having to, you know, check our butts mm-hmm. to see if we're okay. It's like, oh no, we don't do that. Yeah. Like who talks to you? Who wants to talk about that? You know, so it flashed back, it was kind of like, okay, in a sense, you know, because of what I believe faith-wise, I believe it was just kind of preparation. You had made a connection back then yeah. that I was going to eventually end up meeting, mm-hmm. you know, in the future. So uh, it definitely came to mind. Okay. Yeah, that's my own little, I know we had talked yeah. about it a few times, just kind of, and we also were wondering, but at that time, could we have done something better with our message to make you feel as if we were speaking to you and made you hear the message a little louder and clearer? Um, You know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think overall, I just think that it's just not spoken of plainly and graphically, particularly, again, I only can say, particularly with African Americans, Mm -hmm. you know, I've never had that discussion. No one has ever had that discussion with me, uh, even in getting involved with uh, the event and things like that, that was the first time I was even aware of colon cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought of other cancers. Yeah. Cancer where you smoke, you you know, you get lung cancer. Mm-hmm. That's about the gist of it because it's not something that is, you know, uh, that is considered relevant yeah. in our community. So. Uh, it has just been an eye opener for me, and I think if anything better is just the more conversations, yeah. normal, just in our every you know normal conversations, it needs to be become more uh, relevant. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen on social media the community backing you and kind of having your back and being supportive. What can you tell me about the community support after you came out sharing yeah. your story and telling people you have been diagnosed? Well, I think. Um, a lot of the support I got uh, came from just my investment in the community. I've, I've spent, you know, over 30 years as a mentor and, and, and helping kids and families. And so when this happened to me, it was kind of weird for me to be on the receiving end because I've been a person that has always given. And so it was just uh, humbling. Yeah as well as uh, I was very thankful to see that without me even asking, honestly, I didn't even ask the community to help me. It was other people that just kind of stepped up and said, hey, we need to wrap our arms around this guy. And uh, uh, it has been amazing. Yeah, that's good. Um, so tell me, why? Are, what makes you want to get involved with raising awareness around colon and rectal cancer? Well, I, I mean, honestly, it saves lives. I mean, I have to think that if I had not listened to my doctor when he told me to go in, you know, as routine, I might not be sitting here talking to you. Mm -hmm. And so once I became aware of, you know, the significance of it, it was like, okay, why aren't we having dialogue more and more about this? We talk about a lot of other things. We talk about reality TV was the latest, you know, hit out there, but we don't talk about things surrounding saving lives. We talk about gun violence. We talk about a lot of things, but we're not talking about something that is a, is a silent killer, Yeah, really. Because I wasn't sick. Right. I, I no wasn't feeling sick. No I was, you know, yeah. I was functioning and, 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 you know, doing my thing and, all of a sudden, my life changed. Yeah. 
So when the doctor first told you you need to get a colonoscopy, what, are, what were you thinking? Like, were you thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go with it? Did you have to be convinced? Or what, was, what were your well, thoughts about a colonoscopy? I, I, was, I, I was weirded out. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. Weirded out I about know, I specifically the colonoscopy or PrEP? The, the colonoscopy. Okay. When it was like, okay, someone's going to go check in your butt. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's a guy. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, uh but I trusted my doctor. Gotcha. You know, I've had my doctor for over 20 years. So I was like, okay, if he says go do it. So I'm like, okay, I got to go do mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, but there wasn't any, it wasn't any fear, you know, because I wasn't familiar enough with it. Gotcha. But when that, you know, diagnosis came back, it was like, no, this is real. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't feel sick and I was stage three, who else out there might just be not just getting right. checked. They just, or they just don't know that they're supposed to get checked. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just the conversation. It just needs to be happening more and more. Like, hey, man, go go get your butt checked. Yeah. Really? For real? Literally, yes. <laughs> yeah. Did he offer you any other screening options, or did he just go straight to the colonoscopy? Straight to the colonoscopy. Okay. Because okay. you were at age of 50 at that time? Yeah. Or Okay. And how did he ever, have you heard since your diagnosis that black or pe- black people or minority communities should be screened at an earlier age. Right. Okay. And so I started thinking about that at 45. If, mm-hmm. if I would have known, okay, I should get checked at 45 instead of 50, what were the chances, would, would right. I been able to, to prevent it being at that stage? Or mm-hmm. would I have been even more educated on what that whole world of, you know, rectal cancer is about? Yeah. You know, so again, the conversation, mm-hmm. it just wasn't had. Yep. I agree. So how do you feel you can pay it forward? Um, I think just getting the word out. Just, you know, starting with, you know, um, you know, one, being an example, you know, uh, being able to give my testimony and tell people, you know, uh, the results of what happened once I did get checked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just having more conversation, that's to pay it forward and really just kind of pushing, whether it's family, friends, like, hey, you got your, you know, have you been screened? Mm-hmm. Go get screened. And and making it real enough where they understand the importance of it. It's, it's a little bit more important than just, hey, I'm going to go get an a immunization shot. Mm-hmm. No, this is really life, you know, threatening. This is a life-threatening situation, yeah. particularly for people who have any members in their family that, you know, have dealt with cancer, then you're at a higher risk. So, mm-hmm. again, I think it's just my pay for it is having conversations like this, being given the opportunity and platforms to talk about my story more and more often, particularly to my community. Yeah. Has, have in particular, have you had any friends or family members that have went on to have a screening since you've been diagnosed? Uh, my brother actually is, he's scheduled to get his screening. I think uh, he called me a couple of weeks ago and said he's getting his scheduled. Uh, a couple of friends of mine have, have scheduled theirs. Uh, I've talked to, you know, my, my kids, my kids, uh, my boys particularly, uh, my oldest is 34. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I told him, you know, he's going to pretty soon have to get his done you know, the earlier the better. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I told him it's not as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. When I went in, I was like, I was really spooked. Like, oh man, somebody's going to stick something in my butt. Yeah. You know, again, that was the big, somebody sticking something in my butt. Yeah. You know, and so once I went through the procedure, I was like, is that, that it? Right. 
that's not a big deal. No, I've heard that many times. We did um, Essence Festival in New Orleans one year. We had a booth there, and that was like the main thing that we heard from black men is that um, by no means am I doing this test. Absolutely not. And so it's good now that there's so many different options now because that's not the only thing. Of course, we want you to get that colonoscopy because it's right. the gold standard. It's going to prevent it too, but right. at least there's other options out there. But I agree. The black men are just not really down with having yeah. a colonoscopy and it takes some encouragement. So I'm thankful to you as far as you going out and sharing your story because it's going to save lives yeah. no matter what. I mean, that's how we were when we first started. Like, if I just say one life, if I say one family from going through what we went through, then I've com- accomplished something. So right. I really do appreciate you and what you're doing. And I thank you for being it's a part of this. It's honor for me. Yes. It's an honor for me. I look at it the same way. If uh, I can help save some lives, I mean, I'm in that business anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what my life has been about. This is just another area yeah. now that I can have a discussion about. Yeah. All right. So this is the last question. What would you say to encourage someone else currently in the fight? Um, I would say, you know, it, for me, it was very important to have people around me that, um, that gave me uplifting. It was very important because you have those days that, you know, you feeling, if you, if you happen to get diagnosed with it, uh, there's those down days mm-hmm. and those days you have doubts and, and you're not sure of, you know, where things are going to go. If you get, you know, bad news from a doctor or something like that, it's very important not to be isolated in your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. That was very, that's probably the biggest thing, being isolated in your thoughts and understanding that there's help out there, there's resources out there. You have to be willing to attach yourself to them. But that's going to come by having the right people around you to encourage and uplift you and let you know that things, you know, will be all right. You just mm-hmm. have to take the steps and people will be right there for you. All right. Well, any last words that you'd like to say? Um, just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, again, I've been a, it's been a year out now. And for me, um, I think, you know, still just kind of being some of the recovery on some other stuff, but, um, I just been more eager to. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no problem. I just been more eager to you know get out and, and tell my story and in hopes to, again to save lives you know because now it's going almost like every minute that goes by someone uninformed you know is at risk. Yeah. You know, so I, I appreciate the opportunity and the platform to share. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you, of course, again being here with you. You've inspired me. You've inspired our whole organization. I mean, when we saw this come up, it really, it honestly, it was heartbreaking for me. And I, um, sorry, I get a little emotional, but I just, I almost felt as if I had failed in some sense when I saw that you had been diagnosed. And so it's an honor for me to work with you right now and to help spread awareness and to save lives with you. So thank you. I, I really, really appreciate you being here with us. So, I appreciate it. All right. It. So thank you. That's it. Anybody else have you have any other questions? I feel the same <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Please remember that this information is for educational purposes only and all medical questions should be directed to your healthcare team. For more resources, visit us on the web at fightcolorectalcancer.org.